The Trouble with Being a Demon. Part 1 of the Fiends with Benefits series. A Good Omens Fic, written by Verdant Valpis, read by Literarian. Chapter 9 The Pull Aziraphale had squeezed his eyes shut, praying not to be discorporated when he opened them again. Every fibre of his being was tight with fear and excitement, and he wasn't quite sure how to unclench once the dizzying sense of free-falling through somewhere faded. So he stayed very still, his knuckles tucked against his teeth, his knees pressed together to keep from buckling no matter how they shook. He didn't move a muscle, even as his senses started to register being someplace new. There was the smell of wood smoke and the sound of a cheery hearth fire. It felt warm and lovely, although there was a high-pitched sound that was most annoying. It cut off abruptly once Aziraphale realized it was coming from him. Embarrassment made him pop his eyes open and he saw at once that he was standing in a comfortable little cottage sitting room with Zira staring at him wide-eyed with a complex expression of delight and concern. Are you all right? he asked, reaching out a steadying hand. It clasped solidly on Aziraphale's shoulder. He wasn't a projection any longer. Aziraphale had made it across. I am, he exclaimed, feeling overwhelmingly chuffed at their mutual success. We did it! We pulled it off! Take that, logical universe! <laughs> Zira laughed, pantomiming socking someone. Aziraphale's grin became somewhat strained at that. He'd always been a big fan of logic and felt somewhat guilty about this betrayal. Well, this will surprise the Crowleys, won't it? Zira continued, giving Aziraphale a conspiratorial wink and cheering him up once more. Pleasantly, I hope. He smiled, finally taking in his surroundings. The room was lined with bookshelves and the windows were filled with beautiful plants. It felt exquisitely homey. This calls for a celebratory toast, but it will have to wait until the blasted demons come back from wherever they've run off to, Zira was saying. I'll bring out some tea and biscuits instead. Please have a seat and take a moment to collect yourself. That must have been harrowing. Azira fell gratefully collapsed into the stylish sofa and began the laborious process of trying to relax as Zira tinkered away in the nearby kitchen. There was something special about this place that soothed him, though. Everywhere he looked, he saw something of himself or something of Crowley. 
This was their home, and it was astonishing to see how seamlessly it fit together into a perfectly beautiful blend. It made him feel gloriously happy and horribly heartsick at the same time. He had fought this. He had fought his feelings for Crowley, denied their existence to himself and to the demon over and over again. This comfortable home that he didn't realize he'd been wanting. He'd been so afraid Crowley wouldn't want to come back to his world, but now that Aziraphale was here, he wasn't sure he wanted to leave. He looked back toward the kitchen when he heard a door open. The demonic presence that filled the room was unmistakable and doubled. Aziraphale's heart began to race. Angel, how was your day? A cheery voice drawled. Same accent, so very similar. He called Zira Angel. Productive, he heard Zira reply. As I imagine yours must have been, given the state of this place. Aziraphale glanced around the room. It looked to be perfectly in order to him. It wasn't even nearly as dusty as he kept his shop, and he had to admit only half the disorder there was intentionally done to dissuade customers from lingering. Well, as you astutely pointed out yesterday, Red is absolutely feral, <laughs> the other demon was saying. Red. They called Crowley Red. They were talking about his Crowley with such familiarity. He'd only been gone a day. Aziraphale had only been left behind for a day. If you're done tearing my home apart, perhaps you might be so kind as to bring this into the sitting room while I wash up. Aziraphale stifled an alarmed squeak with his hand. Zira really did want to surprise them. He was sending them in now? Like this? Without warning? Oh, no, 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 no! Aziraphale needed much more time. He should have thought this out more first, before agreeing to come here. He wasn't ready to face... The demon was grinning mischievously as he brought the tea tray through the door to the sitting room. He stopped abruptly, frozen in surprise when he noticed Aziraphale. There was something about the demon's distress that eased some of Aziraphale's. He smiled, despite his anxiety, because this really was, somehow, Crowley. He was certainly also the other man from the aquarium footage in last night's news broadcast. Same nicely tailored black suit trousers. His wine-red shirt and black necktie seemed to be the reverse of yesterday's ensemble, and the suit jacket was missing, but those smart black glasses were the same, as was his smirk. 
He was a bit shorter than his demon, and his golden complexion and raven-black hair made him altogether darker than Crowley, but, well, this was Crowley. And then the tall, flame-haired collection of limbs Aziraphale loved slunk into the room, looking over his shoulder, until he bashed right into the Crowley in front of him. He dropped a tin of biscuits and swore a blue streak, until he too noticed Aziraphale and froze a near mirror of his counterpart. Aziraphale swallowed hard and stood, wishing, as he always did, that he could see Crowley's eyes. Angel! Crowley breathed. Surprise! Aziraphale shrugged, grinning sheepishly. Crowley made an incomprehensible sound and flung the tin down on the tea tray, causing the other demon to lurch out of his stupor in order to rebalance the tray. Crowley was standing in front of Aziraphale in an instant, patting him down frantically as if checking to see if he had all his limbs. Fires below, Angel, are you all right? The demon yelped, giving up his inspection to grab Aziraphale by his overcoat and give him a little shake. You daft lunatic, what are you doing here? You could have been killed. Speak to me, are you all right? I'm fine, Crowley. Aziraphale assured him, freeing himself from the demon's grasp. And I wasn't in any danger. We knew exactly what we were doing. That was a terrible lie, but Aziraphale couldn't stand to wait a single day more. It may have been dangerous and foolhardy, but it had worked, and that was all that mattered. Blimey! The other demon set his tray down on the table and pushed his glasses up onto his forehead to stare wide-eyed at Aziraphale. His eyes were a slightly lighter topaz to Crowley's honey gold, but still enchantingly beautiful. The demon slowly joined them, those serpent eyes drinking Aziraphale in, tip to toe and back again, with a pleased grin. Aziraphale felt himself blush at the attention, and then again at this Crowley's apparent lack of personal space. The demon leaned in close to Aziraphale and sniffed loudly. Aziraphale shuffled backwards in surprise. Excuse me? He faltered, flustered by the intense feeling of having two Crowleys so close to him. You're right, Red, the darker demon grinned. Smells just like him, so bloody weird. Yeah, Crowley shrugged and looked nervous. Uh, might want to tone down the sniffing, though. Don't think he's enjoying it. The dark-haired demon flicked his eyes to Crowley and back to Aziraphale and frowned a little, straightening his lanky body and letting the glasses drop back into place. 
he thrust his hands into his pockets, such a familiar gesture that, and took a polite step back. Aziraphale realized he'd been holding his breath and let it out slowly. Sorry about that. The demon smiled and offered his hand. Anthony J. Crowley, glad to finally make your acquaintance. Likewise, Aziraphale nodded, accepting the handshake. As you already know, I'm Aziraphale. Forgive my nerves, I'm not used to traveling to parallel universes. You're sure you're all right? Crowley repeated, circling him now. Aziraphale sighed and fought not to roll his eyes. Fortunately, his counterpart arrived to save him from Crowley's fussing. Have neither of you offered the poor angel some tea yet? He scolded, going to the tray himself. Honestly, I know you're both demons, but there's no call to be rude. Zira poured a cup of tea, added two sugars, knowing how Aziraphale took his tea without needing to ask. He gave it a quick stir before placing it on the saucer with a biscuit and bringing it to Aziraphale. He stopped behind his crowley, placing his free hand gently on the demon's shoulder as he passed the tea over. The poor demon between them went beet red all of a sudden, and let out a strange little whimper. Oh dear! Aziraphale frowned. You don't look well. You should sit down, I think. What is it, darling? Zira asked his husband. Husband? Looking worried. Mm, it's nothing, just... He shook his head as if to clear it. He took his glasses off then and looked adorably bashful. Two Aziraphales, he groaned, and the lascivious look he gave Aziraphale spoke volumes about how he felt about his presence here. Careful. The warning came as a growl from just behind Aziraphale. Both Zira and the darker Crowley gave the other demon a speculative look, but didn't seem particularly threatened. A warm hand closed over Aziraphale's shoulder, and part of the angel thrilled at the protective gesture, while the rest of him was annoyed and found it possessive instead. Clearly, these two weren't a threat to either of them, and if Crowley had really wanted Aziraphale to himself, he shouldn't have run off the other day, now should he? Care for yourself, the dark demon hissed. Where do you get off acting all jealous now when just this morning you were moaning with my angel hip deep inside you? The accusation landed like a slap on everyone in the room. Aziraphale met Zira's gaze and saw the other angel flush with embarrassment. Aziraphale felt a similar heat grace his own cheeks at the image, 
although he had sense enough to recognize it as equal measures of humiliation, regret and arousal. Crowley, his Crowley, snapped his hand off Aziraphale's shoulder as if he'd been burned. Aziraphale turned finally to look at his demon to find that all the colour had drained out of his face. He looked so hurt and frightened as he backed away, it nearly broke the angel's heart. He opened his mouth to tell him it was all right, to tell him that he'd agreed to all this. He'd even given the other angel rules. He wasn't angry. He meant to tell him that, but no sound came out. Crowley slouched in on himself and hissed sullenly. I'm glad you made it over all right, Aziraphale, the demon muttered. Aziraphale could hear the pain under the bitter tone. He'd known Crowley long enough to recognize that, at least. Once again, Aziraphale tried to comfort him and failed to even make a sound. He was just so confused by it all. There were so many contradictory feelings all at once, and he felt overwhelmed and exhausted by them all. His throat was tight, his voice strangled by pride, even as his heart burst with love. It's, uh, I guess we should figure out how to get back now, eh? Crowley suggested, looking at his feet. We can discuss it, Zira sighed. However, we won't be able to do much tonight. It will take time to teach you both what you need to do, and I'd imagine Aziraphale, Lord, this is odd, is quite tired from his journey. Aziraphale did feel tired, but nothing a bit of calm wouldn't fix. Unfortunately, judging by the way both Crowleys were brooding and the cold look Zira tossed at his demon, Aziraphale strongly doubted calm was on the horizon. Right, fine, the darker demon grumbled. He flicked his topaz eyes up at Aziraphale and he flashed a quick, embarrassed grin before looking away off to the side. It was a look Aziraphale had received from his own demon many times over the years. It was often what Crowley offered in lieu of an apology, and Aziraphale couldn't help but feel a little charmed despite all the awkwardness. Maybe Red should show you to the guest room the demon suggested. Um, Crowley shuffled and looked confused. Do you have another guest room? I never exactly got the tour, you know. You're right, Zira gasped. I'm sorry, what a terribly rude oversight. Just the one guest room, Red, the demon smirked. I think you can probably find it.
Sorry about Anthony, Crowley muttered as he opened the door to the guest room and immediately set the room to rights with a quick miracle before letting Aziraphale in. He thought about his angel taking a kip on that bed and hastily changed the sheets another three times just to be safe. Aziraphale stood in the doorway, looking glum. Crowley was desperately trying not to panic. They're harmless, he assured him. They're just... shit, I don't know. They've got a different level of comfort with each other than what we're used to. Well, I should say so, Aziraphale agreed. They're married after all. Yeah, Crowley nodded and changed the sheets again. That was a bit of a shock. <laughs> Aziraphale laughed weakly. Right. Crowley smiled, feeling ill. I would never have imagined, Aziraphale exclaimed. Course, Crowley agreed lightly, considering jumping out of the window. With any luck, he'd crash into the mock orange and do at least as much damage to the smug shrub as he'd do to himself. They've treated you well? Aziraphale asked, and Crowley winced. It could have been an innocently polite question, and yet it felt loaded with incendiary ammunition. Yep. He nodded before changing the subject. You can take the bed, if you like. Put your head down for a bit. No, I wouldn't think of it. After all, I don't enjoy sleeping nearly as much as you, so... Aziraphale walked over to the overstuffed chair by the window, blocking Crowley's escape, and patted it. This will do nicely for me. Um... You want to sit in that chair? Why not? Aziraphale asked suspiciously. Crowley looked at the bed. You want me to sleep here and what? You'll watch me sleep? Bit creepy, innit? For heaven's sake, Crowley, I could read or... Or? Crowley bit the inside of his cheek his heart racing. We could... Aziraphale hesitated. He looked frightened. We could share it? The bed, I mean. We could sleep, uh, together. What? Crowley squeaked, collapsing to the bed as his knees failed. You just said you don't like to sleep and... I don't generally, Aziraphale nodded, looking at the floor and blushing furiously. We... we could... It was like watching a disaster unfold before him in slow motion. Aziraphale looked so uncomfortable. He wouldn't even look Crowley in the eye and yet he'd suggested sharing a bed? Angel, you don't have to be anything but yourself, you know. 
he told the flustered angel. They're the way they are, cause their history was different from ours. You don't have to pretend to want that. Pretend? Aziraphale scoffed. They're happy. Why wouldn't I want... I just don't want you to feel pressure to... Did they pressure you? Aziraphale snapped, and Crowley shut his mouth. You met that demon and immediately started a campaign of chaos and got yourself abducted to another reality, and you... Aziraphale flushed again and lowered his voice. I understand you did a fair bit more than fraternize with your counterpart from what Zira has told me. Crowley was cold. What's your point? he hissed. I'm a demon, remember? No depravity too depraved. Except me? Aziraphale asked coldly. Am I so contemptible that you'd rather lie with yourself than kiss me? Crowley stared at the angel, trying to figure out where the conversation had become so badly twisted. However, Aziraphale was fully in a snit now, and Crowley apparently hadn't heard the end of it. It mustn't be my angelic nature that repulses you so, Aziraphale sniffed. Not if you let my counterpart hip deep in you. Damn it, Antony! It seems like it's done you some good at least, Aziraphale grumbled. You look nice. Uh... Crowley was suffering a bit of psychological whiplash. Thanks? Your nails, they're not usually so glossy. Crowley stared at Aziraphale in surprise. He noticed my nails? How to explain the lacquer in a way that wouldn't make things more awkward? Every possible explanation seemed to have its pitfalls, so Crowley decided on the truth, so at least he'd not have to add a falsehood to the list of things to feel shitty about. Mm, nerves. He scratched the back of his head and shrugged. Half a miracle. Lucky they all turned out the same colour, really. So you were preening then, Aziraphale murmured. For him. Shit. Not for him. Not for the angel, just... Crowley sucked his teeth, feeling trapped. I don't know. For the occasion? The occasion! Aziraphale's voice went frosty. Fuck! And how was the occasion? The angel asked, moving to look out the window and avoiding Crowley's pleading gaze. Crowley couldn't help but glance at the bed, remembering the way it felt to be sandwiched between a version of Aziraphale and a version of himself as they fucked the breath out of him. It was really bloody good, actually, he muttered. I'm glad, Aziraphale deadpanned, and Crowley growled under his breath. 
It's complicated, Angel, he snapped. Easy for you to stand there, all judgmental and disappointed, but you don't know how much he's like you. He sounds like you and smells like you. And fuck, in a sense, he is you. It's bloody complicated. And in the back of Crowley's mind, he just realized he'd admitted to Aziraphale, his Aziraphale, that it felt right being buggered by Zira because he wanted it to be him. If the angel heard or understood that, he couldn't tell. Aziraphale turned away from the window to look at him, his arms crossed over his chest, his eyes sad. You run away from me, but with him you... Because it's easier. I can't fuck everything up with Zira because he's not my angel. Crowley snarled a second before his brain caught up with him and he flinched at his own words. Bloody fucking shit. Nope. He retreated. Forget I said that. Too much. Walking it back now. He cleared his throat and ignored Aziraphale's wide-eyed shock. <clears throat> you haven't been here long enough to know what it's like around them. You don't know the... the pull between us. Crowley felt his cheeks burning, felt the sting of tears behind his eyes and inwardly screamed his corporation into behaving. He wouldn't break down. Not yet. You don't understand and I can't explain it. So he wouldn't. Everything was already in shambles and he wouldn't make it worse by continuing to try to talk about it. He grabbed Aziraphale's hand and pulled him out of the room and down the hall, banging on the door to the main bedroom. Crowley, what are you doing? Aziraphale demanded, but his voice sounded wary. I can't explain it, he repeated. You just have to see for yourself. Anthony answered the door, eyebrow already raised like a question mark. Crowley grabbed the other demon by the necktie and hauled him out of the room towards Aziraphale. Ignoring the protests from both, Crowley slipped into the main room and shut the door on them. He glared at Zira for a moment, and the angel calmly sat on the bed and waited for Crowley's next move. I really fucking wish you'd warned me, Crowley sighed. He wanted to scream at Zira. He wanted to hurt him, break him, leave him gasping around his sobs. Except, of course, he didn't want that. He'd never want that. So in the face of futility, all Crowley's rage transmuted into exhaustion. He slid his back down to the door until he was sitting. He rested his arms on his knees and shook his head sadly. I knew you'd get him here. I never doubted either of you. 
you're Aziraphale. Nothing you can't puzzle out. Only I did think it might take longer than one bloody day. I thought I had a bit of time to... He trailed off, not sure how to finish that thought. Ever since he'd been taken to this world, he'd wanted to get back to Aziraphale. This is what he wanted above almost everything. Almost. He never wanted to hurt his angel. I don't know all the ways things must be different between you and Anthony, Crowley grumbled. But for me... I've been trying to protect that bloody git for centuries. Do you understand what a risk that is for a demon? For someone's sake. I even try to protect his bloody feelings and I barely understand what those even are. And then you just rip him between worlds just like that. And Anthony tells him... Tells him what I've... Fuck! No, he's hurt! Don't you get it? I've hurt him and I didn't protect him and it's all fucked. Why couldn't you at least have warned me? Zira's eyes were soft and loving, so Crowley looked away. I admit I thought you'd be pleased, Zira answered softly. I should have been more considerate. I'm sorry. Of course I'm happy to see him, Crowley growled. But if the point of Antony abducting me in the first place was to somehow keep me from ruining my chances with Maya Zirafel, then let me just say your plan was total shite. I don't mean to sound obtuse, but what exactly has been ruined? Zira asked gently. Forgive me, but from what I've witnessed personally, I honestly thought bringing your angel to you sooner than later was the best course. Crowley shook his head and laughed mirthlessly. <laughs> you don't mean to sound obtuse, and yet you don't bloody listen. I must have told you ten times or more that Aziraphale likes things slow. He doesn't want a sexual relationship with me. I doubt he wants one with anyone. And the fact that I've... Crowley cut himself off and tried again, a little calmer. Look, it isn't that I haven't enjoyed all the sex. I have. I really, really have. But maybe I shouldn't have done it. Crowley couldn't really see how it was such a mistake at the time, and it had felt so good to be out of his anxiety-ridden brain for a while. Even now, knowing all the trouble it's caused, there was a large part of Crowley that wanted to throw himself at Zira and beg to be taken apart. He couldn't concentrate on how his useless heart was breaking if he was barreling towards orgasm. No. It was over. He'd had his fun, and he should have known there'd be consequences for it. 
There always are. That was the real trouble that came with being a demon. Everything he enjoyed came at a price, and he didn't always get to know what it would cost up front. Aziraphale's hurt and resentful now, accusing me of preferring you over him, Crowley lamented. It's just all sodding bonkers now. Zira's brow knitted together in consternation at that, and his blue eyes flicked above Crowley at the door in annoyance. Someone is being very childish then, Zira huffed. Crowley chuckled sadly. What did it matter if Zira thought Aziraphale's concerns were silly? They were still a huge problem for Crowley. You did nothing wrong, Red, dear, and as to your angel being upset about you and I making love this morning, well... Zira shrugged. He was the one who suggested it. Crowley's head snapped up at that, a mixture of confusion and outrage boiling in his chest. Yes. Zira nodded, seeing the disbelief on Crowley's face. He gave me firm boundaries to preserve what he hoped would be firsts between you two, and I respected them. His feelings may well be complicated still, Lord knows he's got his own issues and insecurities, but he can't honestly be angry about something he arranged himself. I've got questions, Crowley deadpanned. He had so many questions he didn't even know where to start. And may I just point out, Zira spoke over him with a gentle smile that quickly slid into smugness. If your Aziraphale is bothered by you being physically intimate with someone else, wouldn't that fly in the face of your theory that he has zero interest in having such a relationship with you? No, because he's... Crowley started to say, because he was very sure Aziraphale wouldn't dirty himself in such a way, but there did seem to be mounting evidence to the contrary, even if much of it was anecdotal. Was it just hopeful thinking, though? Was he in danger of fooling himself into even greater heartbreak? If you could have heard the things he told me he'd like to do. Zira went on, smiling kindly. That's the problem, innit? Crowley grumbled. I didn't. <sighs> My hope was that he'd tell you himself, Zira sighed, sitting up. Or better yet, actually do them. He marched over to where Crowley was sitting and offered him a hand up. What's the plan? Crowley asked suspiciously as Zira pulled him to his feet. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Zira declared. And you two are going to finally get yourself sorted out. Crowley flinched. 
he hated conflict and all the awkwardness that came from it. This was going to be horribly uncomfortable, but on the chance that Zira knew what he was talking about, it might be well worth the discomfort. He opened the door, and both Angel and Demon were suddenly struck mute in shock. Antony and Aziraphale were still in nearly the same place Crowley had left them, but he was positive they hadn't been passionately snogging when he shut the door. Now, however, Antony had his arms tightly around the whimpering angel, carding his long fingers through those soft-looking curls, while the other hand needed a plump hip. Aziraphale's hands were under Antony's shirt. Oh! Zira snorted. Crowley saw red. Ten minutes earlier. Crowley grabbed the raven-haired demon and flung him against Aziraphale, knocking them both into the wall. Aziraphale instinctively held on to the demon as they steadied each other, looking into wide Topaz eyes. The door slammed shut, and Crowley was gone. Uh... The demon stammered. What's that about? My apologies. Aziraphale sighed, helping the demon find his footing. I'm afraid we were having a disagreement, and he's just terrible at using his words sometimes. Mm? The demon uttered, and Aziraphale had to smile at the crowliness of the noise. That was, he supposed, the point of Crowley's little tantrum. I'm supposed to see for myself how complicated this all is for him, Aziraphale explained, rolling his eyes. This pull, he described. You can't feel it? The demon asked, surprised. It's bloody strong. I felt it the first time I saw him. It was like I just understood him and how he worked, even before I knew he was me. Aziraphale shuffled his feet a bit and cast a glance at the closed door. He could certainly relate to that feeling. He'd felt a strong kinship with Zira nearly immediately as well. Certainly the way his words had enticed Aziraphale to bring himself to climax while on the telephone with him could be described as a complicated connection. He certainly didn't give over to such pleasure generally, and Aziraphale had read some rather salacious material in his time. I know I pissed him off. The demon Crowley had taken to calling him Antony, hadn't he? Antony shrugged sheepishly. I shouldn't have said what I said. It's just, look at you. I couldn't help but stare. Aziraphale felt himself blush. 
He usually felt so uncomfortable when he realized someone was flirting with him, but he didn't mind Anthony's attention. It felt good, and what's more, it felt, somehow, safe. Oh, he blinked, suddenly realizing this was exactly what Crowley had meant him to see. Because he ought to be concentrating on getting them home, or at least finding his Crowley to resolve their argument, but instead he was staring into beautiful topaz eyes and feeling a strong desire to know this demon much, much better. You're right, Angel, Anthony smiled. You sounded like you just got goosed. I'm starting to see what Crowley was going on about, he admitted, returning Anthony's smile. And it occurs to me that you might be uniquely qualified to help me. Was hoping you'd suss that out, Anthony grinned mischievously. What do you want to know? Zira kept telling me to figure out what I want, but... Aziraphale chewed his lip for a moment, trying to choose his words carefully. I'm more concerned about knowing how to please Crowley. I want to have him feel he can give himself over to me, that I'll take care of him. However, I'm not sure how to even begin. He is so standoffish and bitter as a general rule, and he distrusts acts of kindness and... Well, as you no doubt know, he thought I was under some sort of spell because I kissed him. So, Anthony purred, you want me to tell you how to make Crowley fall apart for you, and just take all the sappy love and affection you want to pour into him? Aziraphale didn't care for the disparaging, sappy remark, but... Yes, that is exactly what I want. Anthony's grin lost its edge, and Aziraphale looked into the face of a Crowley who was genuinely pleased, without any of the haunted doubt and pain that plagued his own Crowley so badly. It was beautiful. So, first thing you do is make a safe word, Anthony instructed. You know about them. Don't want to assume. Aziraphale blinked owlishly and blushed again. He certainly knew what a safe word was, but was alarmed that Anthony thought that would be step one. A safe word? Already? Yes. First order of business. Very important. Anthony insisted, and Aziraphale sighed, worried he was being teased. I'm quite serious that I was hoping for some genuine advice. Aziraphale huffed in annoyance, but then Anthony held his hands in his own and kissed his knuckles, and Aziraphale's knees nearly buckled. This is genuine advice, Aziraphale. Anthony murmured, kissed his other hand. 
You need the safe word because everything else gets real easy after that. Oh? Aziraphale gulped, watching avidly as the demon's lips pressed against the back of his hands and wrists. Your biggest obstacle is whatever was holding you back from taking what you want. Anthony told him as he opened his arm in invitation to step closer into the demon's embrace. It was an invitation Aziraphale accepted without reservation, pressing his chest against Antony's as he listened closely. That's what you have to do to take your demon apart, Aziraphale. You have to take what you want from him. Aziraphale gasped, shocked at how arousing that sentiment was. He felt so hot under his collar that he shouldn't be at all surprised if he happened to combust. And still, the charmingly insufferable demon kept on advising. What we want most of all is to be wanted. Really wanted. To know that we're worth all our bullshit. To know that despite our spiky attitude, we really are good and soft and valuable. You are, Aziraphale whispered. Don't you know how amazing you are? Antony asked softly. You're easily the best angel there is, Aziraphale. Most of them are total prats, but not you. You're the best person we've ever known and all we've ever loved or wanted. But you're a principality. You are so above our league, even if we weren't demons. We're not dukes of hell. We're not special like you are. So for you to look at us and deem us worthy of your interest... It's powerfully erotic. So please, figure out what it is you want and then just bloody take it. Overpower your demon and have what you want and I guarantee you will have him screaming for more. It's all we want. And we want it constantly. And if he doesn't... Aziraphale groaned, closing his eyes against another rippling wave of arousal. Safe word, Antony grinned. That's why it's step one, Angel. And you'd be shocked how little I use it. But you do use it? Aziraphale asked seriously. He knew Crowley well enough to know that he was stubborn and stupid at times when it came to his own safety and well-being. I have, Antony blushed prettily. A number of times over the years, but not often. See, we like a good struggle and we love to complain. Lord, that's the truth. Aziraphale grinned, and Antony stuck his tongue out at him. 
Aziraphale was immediately struck by a desire to bite it. The point is, we might bitch and moan and fight, but that's just cause it makes it hot as fuck for us. Christ, Aziraphale! Antony moaned, and the sound went straight to Aziraphale's cock. So good to get taken like that! Overwhelmed and fucked senseless, or held so we can't move while you slowly take us apart one touch at a time. Nothing better than that. It's so... Antony's breathless words cut off as Aziraphale pressed his lips urgently to the demon's mouth. Antony returned his kiss immediately and furiously, and all at once it felt like Aziraphale was back in the bookshop kissing his Crowley for the first time. Antony melted against him, moaning beautifully, and Aziraphale bucked against him and gasped into his mouth at the intensity of his desire. The kiss was hard and soft and beautiful. Long fingers held him by his hair and gripped his ass, squeezing just so. Aziraphale whimpered and pulled the demon closer, running his hands over soft golden skin, lifting the shirt. Oh, a familiar voice snorted beside him, but Aziraphale ignored it, thoroughly absorbed in the soft heat he was devouring. It was delicious and delicate and gone. Aziraphale blinked in surprise as Antony was suddenly torn out of his arms and shoved down the hall by an extremely angry Crowley. What on earth are you doing? Aziraphale gasped in frustration. Lord, but his cock was outrageously hard and now the bloody demons were fighting? Antony spun and bared white fangs at Crowley. Aziraphale couldn't see anything but the back of the red-headed demon, but the answering hiss was loud and dangerous. In a heartbeat they were brawling, and Aziraphale pouted as Zira joined him. The angels watched with twin expressions of disappointment as the demons hissed and snarled and eventually toppled over the banister and crashed into the bookshelf below. The sounds of fighting continued from the sitting room. How long until they tire themselves out? Aziraphale grumbled. Are you truly inclined to find out? Zira asked with a knowing smirk. One Crowley is stubborn enough. Two? We might as well go out and get a drink or two down in the village. Have you another option? Aziraphale asked with great interest. As it happens... Zira retreated into the bedroom and came back with two ropes. 
he handed the white one to Aziraphale while keeping the black. If you're willing, I propose we begin your first lesson in demon wrangling. Aziraphale grinned excitedly. He was very willing indeed.